I'm J. Rod D. I'm G. Welcome to the Poet Life Podcast. Hosted by none other. Nuance. Check this out, man. May 7th is coming very soon. May Ooh. 7th coming very soon. Like Debut episode rolling out. The very first episode of the Poet Life Podcast. So excited to bring this to you, man. Um, let's go ahead and get this started. Let's get this started real quick just by uh, shouting out last night. Pure Poetry was... Phenomenal to be back in the space again. Electric, man. Over the poet. Shout out to O. Six years in the game coming up next month. Next month. Shout out to him. June 6th. Yes, sir, June. Six uh, six years. Six years in the game, man. Um, Went from downstairs in Pure Lounge to upstairs in Pure Lounge. And now he's talking about moving to a whole new location. Yeah. Um, All new different uh, commodities and accommodations within that new location. Um, So. Imagine just the possibility of just putting your foot feet to the ground, keep your nose to the grindstone, and staying true to your focus right. and your passion, right? Um, so that was a true testimony, man, that he gave when he first started out. Like big things have small beginnings, so for him to share the fact that it was just him and a couple of his family right. members in the crowd just enjoying the art, and then to see it go from like he planted that seed. And to see it just like blossom into something that's powerful, you got people coming from different states mm. flying out. You know, you have people just that's something on their calendar that they mm. look forward to. Like I know some people, I for one, I'm gonna miss Pure Lounge, and you know, just that that intimacy that it had for the art. But man, it was beautiful, man. It's beautiful saying the growth. So, so it's just a testament to to the work ethic they put in. I can definitely say Over the Poet is one of the hardest working gentlemen I know Ever, in the man. game. Um, and and, and I, I know Over for a few years now. Uh, and I think uh, just the friendship and the brotherhood bond that we have has just grown exponentially over the years. So I can definitely attribute uh, all the success to the work he's put into his craft, the work he's put into uh, his business side and professional side. and. Man, it's, it's, it's a real beautiful thing. So what we want to do um, as brothers of nuance, brothers of gold, so uh, brothers of the poor life, poor life podcast, um, we want to try to bring that same type of um, exponential growth to our situation and also add on to what he's doing because I feel as though we unite and come together. Yeah, man. We can definitely move and shake things in the world of poetry um, and also make things happen in the world. Uh, so today's episode... A lot of uh, stuff been going on recently. Uh, most most currently was uh, Brother Kanye West. Um, some controversial statements were being made, and yeah. of course, every artist is entitled to their opinion and their mode of expression. Um, but it kind of ruffled a lot of feathers, and it, it it caused for a lot of questions as far as like um, mental health and uh, you know. Um, Trying to find understanding, you know, trying to find out where this is coming from. Doing your research. Doing your research, things like that. A strong set of people around you to keep you humble and, mm-hmm. you know, to to help mold you into, you know, something greater because you need that, I think. You know, so if it's just, to me, that show, that exemplified what happens when you when you veer from the path of having, you know, a set agenda, a set standard. Uh-huh. You know, it, I'm not saying that he didn't, you know, have his goals in line. I'm not saying that he he's not, you know, the Kanye, the wordsmith that we all know and love mm-hmm. because he is. Like that's that's not gonna change. But at the same time, what's your so like? What's your social circle, bro? Like, right, right. What do you? Who's around you the most? Like the people around you the most, you become like similar to. Mm-hmm. So, so how would you stress the importance of having like-minded individuals around you? So think about like-minded individuals, uh, for instance, like-minded in the sense that even though y'all have a common uh, mindset, you also have uh, open space to challenge and critique. How, how, how much would you stress that, the importance of that? I think it's extremely important. Okay. And it's twofold. So you, you, you want somebody who's like-minded in a way that they don't think exactly the same as you, right? But they have similar uh, instincts and similar like goals and desires of wanting to make it to their specific goal in, in their lane. Okay. So, like for us, 
you know, your 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 path may be sort of being more so the, the teaching poet. You know, mine is maybe more so the artistic paint the picture poet, you know? Whereas though like your bars may wanna really like you might wanna stack your your poems in a way that, you know, both tell the story, but it's more yours is maybe more intellectual sometimes. Mine may be more, you know, paint painted on. So having like minded people I think is important because that's the that's the circle of people who are gonna push you and who's gonna motivate you, not just by, you know, checking you in a sense, but by by their doing. Okay. You know, I feel as though like and I, I touched on this a while ago just on Instagram, just thinking about like y'all, like my brothers mm-hmm. and everybody has their hand in something positive. And I can honestly say when one veers off that lane of, of being productive and, and growing as a man, we pick them up. Mm-hmm. We call and we check in on them. Hey, man, what's going on? I ain't heard from you in a minute. Or just having those strong individuals around you just to be like, hey, like, come, come rap with me real quick. Okay. You know? You need that. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a whole bunch of yes men, that's the flip side to it. Right, right. You know, if you don't have like-minded people around you, you gonna have a lot of yes men. Mm-hmm. I feel. What about you? Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it's important. It's imp- it's important, especially as artists, to have like-minded individuals who are trying to go in the same same place you're going, or at least have similar goals and visions that can support you, and also let you know when you need to take a step back. You know, and try to reevaluate what you was going on. Yeah. Um, perfect example would be in the sense of um, how when it comes to like creating a certain poem we want to do, uh, we may present an idea, put down on the table, right? And it may be like, okay, I think this idea is good, but let's try to re- 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 readdress this um, in this kind of way so that it comes off in a manner that is uh, more readily accessible or readily accepted um, for those who we want to address, you know what I'm saying? So we want to have a poem focused on uh, the economic state of the black community um, let's not put it in those precise words because think about it, everyone, everyone may not be at that level to decipher the language they may use. Mm. Um, so we want to try, try to bring it down to them. Also thinking about how as an artist, it doesn't separate you from being a man. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're a man and then you're an artist. Like if you are a man and you're an artist, that should be the same thing. Your walk and your integrity should be in line with both of them things. You know what I'm saying? So if authentically I'm trying to move and position myself to be a better poet, um, I should also be doing the same thing as being a, a better man. Peace, Joshua Mel, what's going on? Um, I should also be trying to do the same thing. So, I, you know, I think we can stress that all day, you know what I mean? Yeah, we one, could. one thing that I also found with uh, the Kanye West situation was just the importance of effectively communicating. Man, I think that's, that's simple, right? Effectively mm-hmm. communicating how he put out the statement, um, and we'll get into that in a second. He put out a statement that was like very controversial and it was very polarizing. People were staying on both sides of a certain line based on information that necessarily wasn't there at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? They went through a whole social media thing, people becoming enemies and comments and arguing and everything like that. I think as poets, we should we should work on getting the words to be precise. It's kind of like, it's kind of like as a wordsmith, you want to have your words sharp. You want to have them be able to cut. Like the Bible talk about how, how the word of God is a... Uh, Sharpening than two-edged sword and is able yeah. to cut, you know what I'm saying, to the, to the soul, you know what I mean, like, to get our words in, the, in, in position to where they get right to the point, you know what I'm trying to say? No, like, so the question I want to ask you, um, based on that, is have you ever, well, let me ask you this, would you rather be heard or understood? Does it have to be one or the other? Yeah. So, so, Just to play like we did last time. Yeah, would you rather be heard, understood? So think about it. Of course, everybody wants to be heard. A lot of people want to be understood. Would you rather be heard, understood? Meaning, I, I guess it, it, it goes to, to where your head is at, too. So um, mm-hmm. we can go into the psychology of that, too. But would you rather be heard, understood? I would rather be... Hmm. Wow, that's that's kind of tough. Okay. When you really think about it, like, because you want people, like you said, you want people to hear you. Everybody wants to be heard. But you can be heard and not, you know, nobody feels what you're saying. Mm. So for 
just simply like that, I'd rather be understood. Okay. I'd rather be understood simply because I have something to say. Okay. And, you know, people can hear what you're saying, but what are you saying? Mm. Like, are you saying something to help people grow? Are you, are you saying something that, you know, is considered the norm? Or something that's just, oh, uh, old? Mm. Are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, like, why are you here? Why? Because okay. for that little bit amount of time that you're sharing your poem, right? You want to reach at least one person mm -hmm. to say, thank you, man. Or, I really enjoyed what you said. I was really feeling because that's important. It has to be. Or, and if it's not important, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Like you can, and we, we're going to probably touch on the basis of people just, you know, swagger jack and other poets and okay. all that jazz. We can touch on that later with the do's and don'ts section, but I'd rather be, you know, Understood. Okay. Because you got to feel what I'm saying. Like, if you don't feel what I'm saying, it don't move. It don't, it has no reaction. I'm, and then I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm I'm screaming or I'm, I'm speaking at the top of my lungs. And, you know, I know they can hear me in the back, but you have these blank faces looking at right. you now. Like, well, what are you doing, brother? Um, Real quick, I've seen a comment that said, uh, my my cousin Wally, man, what's up, Wally? He said, uh, I disagree. Ha having different mindsets around you may change your aspect on life. And I totally agree with what he's saying. I think in context, when I say like-minded individuals, I mean as far as like um, goals, you know what I'm trying to say? Goals and overall uh, perspective on certain things that are important. You guys have shared shared important on perspectives. Um, so for example, like we both, you know, have a passion for poetry mm -hmm. now. How we how we approach our art may be two totally different things, but also like uh, just us having our own pers personal mindset. I can challenge you, and I can I can bring certain things to the table that you may not have even seen. Likewise, and vice versa. Right. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so I definitely understand what you're saying. While I appreciate that comment. Um, so, me personally, I would rather be understood only because I know that I'll be heard because you know. I'm putting the work in, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, put, as, yeah, yeah, you know, putting the work in, you're going to be heard. I think understood, understanding comes in time. Um, so I'm not necessarily worried about it happening because I know it will happen eventually. It's more so like, just keep on putting the work out, keep putting the work out, and definitely people understand what's going on. Erica Badu says, she said, what word, what good do work, you, your words do if they don't understand you? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, we can talk all day and say all these cool, deep, you know, so heartfelt things, but then it's like, I right, bet, well, at the end of the day, I don't really understand what you was talking about. So, for example, in my classroom, if I'm if I'm if I'm so heavy with the academic language, if I'm so heavy with the content and the curriculum and and, and the book and what's going on, that's good. And, and my students don't necessarily have the proper background and understanding of what's going on so far. How can I expect them to be following me through all this whole um, lesson today? Yeah. So, for example, again, <clears> if we <throat> on the stage, you know, what I'm trying to say we talking about the economic condition of black the black community, and I'm coming to them with all you know, what Cornel West said, and I'm bringing it in the same language, you're putting it in, I'm coming to you with the ivory tower point of view, you know, trying to say, at the end of the day, it's gonna be like, well, you know, it's good, but it's like, it's it's, it's too heavy, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So, to your point, when you said, like, teaching poet, artistic poet, I can understand what you were saying. Um, I would like to make a little correction because I know artists who are very didactic in what they do, meaning they very like teach heavy, mm -hmm. and it comes off as if you're trying to be smart than everybody. And that's never been my approach. So, yeah, just like you know, just kind of bringing a, a opposite point of view to what you were saying, but also affirming that you know, I definitely want to teach my poetry, but not necessarily like that's my main thing is to be a teacher with my poetry more so like, like you know, it's kind of like like art is an artist. I don't really try to, right. you know, so it's kind of like a skill set. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but you, you get like what I'm saying because what I meant by that necessarily is like you have like a, the this gift of tying in the most simplistic things to have the biggest compact. Right, right. I understand you what you're saying. Yeah, I understand yeah, what you're saying. You know what I mean? understand what you're saying. So it's like it's not necessarily like you're trying to overpower the crowd. Yeah. It's more so like having them like really use their minds yeah and, you know and then like to catch what you're saying like and it's not hard to catch what you're saying at all because one the rhythm is cold and and, and just 
the energy is there and they hear you mm-hmm. but they're now they're like giving you that attention and that that's the thing that and it goes full circle about mm-hmm. having the right people around you mm-hmm. because that inspires me to you know possibly work my pen differently yeah and to use my mind a little bit more different because you want you want to grow that yeah. that should always be a want like you can't stay stagnant you can't plateau because then like it just seems irrelevant uh-huh. at that point right so speaking like let's say so i i totally agree with you talking about you know what i'm trying to say not yeah. just put in that sense that's why i think the fact that communication is important because again we talking about communicating or communicating think about the connotation of what kanye west was saying so mm-hmm. in context he was talking about mental slavery and not necessarily being in slavery in that time you know what i'm saying but more yeah. so like now that slavery is over now like we here 400 years later and people are still behaving and moving in a way that you know shows shows the you know the evidence of our enslavement it's kind of like well you know now you have a choice you know what i'm trying to say so now they put it in that context i can understand but if he if he just left us with uh slavery is a choice slavery is a choice like come on bro like it's it's not that easy bro it's not like you know but that's why effectively communicating cuz you never want to leave like i know personally i don't want to leave i don't want to present a poem that I, i i feel as though could be presented a little better right. my next question i want to ask you is have you ever held back a verse or a piece or even a phrase or a bar because of fear of it being misunderstood i have Okay. I have. What's your exam? What's what's your experience with that? My experience was just, you know, you know how we when we go perform, we get the feel of for the room. Right, right. And it's just like we well, with this poem be understood because we want, you know, the feedback I feel is important okay. too because that's that serves as motivation to to keep going and keep building. Yeah. Whereas though like you just have that uh where were we at? I don't I can't remember. It was like a more mature crowd. And mm-hmm. everybody was just sit still quiet mm-hmm. nobody wanted to finger snap clap and we like I I thought we were saying good things mm-hmm. that tied into the growth of people but they were just sitting there like I I I got what he said there but I have heard that and I think sometimes it's good to do that just to challenge yourself and that that to me says that you have a plethora of, of poems like you have a plethora of uh, areas that you can write about okay you know we're not one dimensional right so that allows you just to you know see where you are get a feel for your surroundings and say okay you know I'm not going to do that one today because it, the feel doesn't feel right for mm-hmm. that one so i could say i have you yeah definitely definitely um especially especially earlier on um and even sometimes now i may it's not necessarily like the the presentation is more so just the creation or construction of it um how i put things together now is like I, i'm i'm more more you know critically aware of like okay if i say this you know is it going to really mean what i'm trying to say mm. and i and i never want to get to a point where i'm like i'm just saying something to say cuz it sound cool like i try to make sure that every bar every verse every every you know even the go cadence or you know flow rhyme and scheme everything has purpose and meaning because at the end of the day I want to put out my very best work every time I go up there I want to yeah. put out my very best every time I touch the stage touch the microphone do an Instagram video whatever if I'm if I'm doing a poem or presentation I want it to be on point every single last time because I don't want it to be no room for where you could say well JRD he didn't give us all that time he was he he just did a little bit he didn't really give us you know I'm not saying I got to go power level over 9000 and overpower you know what I'm saying but right. more, more so like just bringing that same energy bring having that equality in every different you know avenue when it comes to creating when it comes to writing and brainstorming I want to have that equality of that same energy bringing that same power and force across the board I think personally man um fear be the fear being misunderstood man i think i think that can that can stifle a poet man okay. especially if it gets if it gets too heavy like especially nowadays when everything is so everything is so i, I guess sensitive would be the best word like and in polarizing too because you can say one thing and have so you can see 
six people on your side and then like 20 people who are against you, you know what I'm saying, real man. quick. And you're like, man, well, I was being honest and giving my own opinion. It's kind of like you give your opinion and then people jump on you, you know what I'm trying to say? So you don't want, you, you, I guess I guess the struggle is, do you say what's popular? Do you not? Right. Like you say, you say we're not one dimensional artists and I definitely firmly agree that we are. We are not one dimensional artists, but yet and still, you know, we see a lot of one dimensional and I don't want to say the old one. I want to judge him in that sense of typecast him. Maybe I should say it like this. No, we do. I mean, you got sometimes okay. you got to call a spade a spade because we, okay. we do see, and then maybe it could be that they're still trying to figure out their voice, and that's okay. But that goes into that ties into you know who who is around you, right? You know because. Okay, there you, go, there you go, there you go, there you go. You know, they're going to challenge you to say something different. They're right. going to challenge you to really, like, dig deeper into what you're saying because they want to see you grow. Mm -hmm. If this is something that you're passionate about and they feel as though that, you know, okay, this is this is something that, you know, we can really buy into. Yeah. You know, because people will support, the right people will support positivity. They will support your growth. They will support, you know, whatever your endeavor is. If you truly are invested, and if you call yourself a poet, if you truly honor the art, then you will honor the preparation. You will honor the the diversity that it requires sometimes, because you want to be able. I, like I want to be able to, to touch many different cultures, many different levels, ages, all of that mm -hmm. with my art, with my poetry. And you can't do that if you're, you know. Typical. Okay. Typical poems are... I'm just be blunt. Typical poems are annoying. Because it's almost like you can just tell what they about to say next. Mm -hmm. Like when somebody, you know, has a lustful poem, I kind of just, you know... Like, just sit back, like, all right. Because he, he wanted the ooze and eyes, or she wanted the... Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's to the point now where it's just like, okay, well, is there something different that you can talk about? Like if we go right, to right. a similar like venues and we see that same person and they doing mm -hmm. the same thing, it's just like, all right, like we always want to come with something different, right? And like we never want to be like mediocre with our delivery. I do agree with that, but let me ask you this though. Okay, the evolution of preparation as a poet. What's what do you need? Because, like, let's help the people who we feel as though that may seem a little more typical or more plain. Like, what is the, like, how can you say or encourage somebody by something that helped you out as far as your preparation with, you know, poetry? Um, something to help me uh, keep myself in that mindset. So, hmm. I like to listen to music, you know what I mean? I like to listen to a lot of rap, you know what I'm saying? Some of my favorite, favorite um, topics may come from like certain songs I, I, I listen to and just certain ideas may spring from certain artists I listen to only because I see the intersectionality of the art, the art form um, when it comes to poetry, when it comes to rap, when it comes to poetry, when it comes to, to uh, soul, when it comes to poetry, when it comes to R&B, you know, I, I see the intersectionality of the topics and also like the delivery and also like what you can actually do with, you know, a certain thing. So when it comes to preparation, man, how, how uh, how the evolution of that for myself, man, it went from just like, okay, um, a lot of my poems starting off earlier was based on like very Bible heavy, like, cause I was, uh, I was, I was in a position where I was a uh, president of a Bible study on my campus True. and I was starting my, my poetic career along the same time. So a lot of what I was trying to say was very like heavy into that, you know what I'm trying to say? So oh. I'll be listening to certain artists, I'll be listening to, you know, certain things, and I'll be reading certain books, reading certain passages of scripture, and getting inspired that way. And then it kind of transitions um, and transforms as, you know, I progress in my own life, you know what I'm trying to say? So in my own life, I may have went through uh, a lot of different cycles and phases, but even now, that evolution has uh, carried itself in a sense where it's like, all right, it's books, it's music, it's what I see, experience or whatnot, but now I think I have a more focused, um, way I do things now. So, example, I can just be sitting in my classroom as my students leave for for a certain class period, and I can be like, all right, man, one of these guys made a great point, and I write down a line, mm -hmm. and that line just grows into a whole stanza. So, 
it went from needing um, a lot of time to put into preparing a poem, and it can it can just vary to be like I can be inspired off one quick thing like that. You know, I'm trying to say, and it, it, it can be a full length poem because mm. I'm already. I think now I guess I train myself to where. And I say this all the time, like poetry is my everyday. I got it from Q-Tip when he says street poetry is my everyday. Like poetry is my everyday. So I'm always in the mindset of eventually a poem's going to come. So I'm just living. I'm just watching. I'm just learning, observing, doing what yeah. I got to do. Eventually a poem's going to come. Um, same question for you. How would you answer that question? I mean, my evolution of preparation, at first I would just write anything. Right. I, I still kind of do that because, you know, word, you know how words just come to you and mm. you just, uh, I got to write it down or I have to record it just <clears throat> to keep it in statue for something else that it may be something that matches with it. But also another thing that I've really started to do is I treated it kind of like sports. And, you know, like with uh, like team sports, you got to watch film. Okay. So I watch film. I watch, you know, a lot of poets that, you know, I look up to a lot of my peers mm -hmm. you know I, I like to read different styles of poetry like back in the day a lot of uh you know Edgar Allan Poe okay E. e. Cummings and okay a lot of the the, the structure of traditional poet well old, older poems mm -hmm. and things of that nature and how how can I tie that feel into mine mm -hmm. so I, I became real studious over the years because you just I want to be that poet, like I want to be that poet, excuse me, who can, you know, react on stage, you know, and who can get the people really, you know, really intrigued by what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but also being an author, I want you to enjoy what you read as well. Okay. Because I'm not there to, you know, perform the poem for you every right. time you pick up pick up the book and open it. Okay. But I want you to feel my presence with, you know, with what I'm trying to, like, the picture I'm trying to paint for you. And I think that's important, man. Like, so for me, it was definitely watching film, watching a lot of the poets, reading a lot of different poems, and reading a lot of different things, like listening to different music. And challenging myself because I'm one who who enjoys you know prepping towards music and like it'll be a movie sometimes for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a movie buff, so a lot of movies will inspire me to write something that oh I don't think a lot of people are really talking about this mm -hmm. or the news. It, it just spirals from things that I see. Right. So a lot of people write about things that they go through. Mm -hmm. Right. My poems, nine times out of ten, well, I say seven, eight times out of ten, are things that I see. Like, you will be surprised at the art that you see just riding a bus, walking down the street, the people, how they interact with each other. Like, a, like a person can turn into a poem for me just sitting across, like, the, uh, the seat from me. Like, you ever see people, like, in a rush to go to work mm -hmm. and they got their tennis shoes on, but they suited and booted and mm -hmm. everything? Like, what stop did he come on from? Like, did he come on from, you know, Addison Road? Is he, you know, coming from Bethesda? Yeah. You know, and that has nothing to do with race or age or anything. You just get curious. And you start to, like, almost write that story. Like, oh, I wonder if this matches his life. You know? Being artistic, that's, that's... You know, some of my, uh, yeah, some, some of my best work... I want my best work. Some of my earliest work, my earliest work came from, and even now, a, a lot of my work comes from uh, the end credits, the music. You know, when when the movie's over, yeah. A lot of it comes from that. Like I, you know, like I, I, I be sitting there and I, I hear the music, and it's like okay, it's like perfect theme music to write something. I'm writing down an idea. You know what I'm saying? Writing down what's going on right now. What I'm seeing, even writing down an idea or a concept from a movie. Um, man. Do you think, honestly, man, do you think that poetry today, and not be more specific, specific black poetry, specific, like specific <laughs> cool. I, I'll be more, more, more to that, that is more, and I guess I'll vent a little, a little frustration, like, okay, a lot of it, I'm not, I'm not really moved by a lot of poetry nowadays, and not because poets aren't good. Trust me, it's a lot of dope poets out there. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm 
the best. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like I'm, I'm just not moved because um, I guess the topics just kind of seem like they overlap. Everybody's saying similar things in different ways. Yeah. Talking about you know the same topic, the same this, same that. It's just a different way of presenting. It's kind of like rap. You know, you hear the same. Okay, cool. I feel you. Y'all getting money over there. I feel you. You know, I feel y'all. You know, I feel you. Got the girl. I feel yeah. you. I feel you, bro. I feel you. What's your man Cole say? But have you ever thought about your impact? Your impact, right? And I don't even think. I, I think poetry is a little different because it's not like people are bragging about. Yeah. I, I got so many girls off my shows, like I'm getting so many snaps off my off my bars. I think it's more so like just the experiences that we're going through. And I guess I think every artist when you when you present your stuff, it just shows you where you are in life, unless you front. Like if you're really authentic, you can feel that. And I can feel the authenticity. I just don't feel the message. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's it's not it's not moving me, you know what I mean? So yeah, I do you think that poems, poetry uh, certain topics are being overused, or is it more so based on like the nuanced, complex, dynamic nature of these topics? For example, it's so much you could say about love, right? Mm-hmm. It's so much you could say about love, and even though people are always talking about love, they're saying it in different ways. People are always talking about the government, always talking about religion, always talking about uh, the black man's plight, the black woman being the most um, mis- mistreated. Um, Person the in you know the in America, right? So there's just different ways of saying that. Do you think it's is that, or is it more so like people don't really have nothing to say but that? I like I'm trying to figure it out for myself because honestly, bro, I think it's people choose not to you know have anything else to say because they can write so much about that one topic. I got you. You know, it's like why would I venture off into something different? And which will, you know, quite possibly help me grow if I'm, you know, if I'm so good at talking about this one Just subject. me. Just me? Yo. What's up, big bro? Hey, uh, to anybody who's on J-Rod-D's live, I can't get mine up. So peace and love to everybody tuning in to the IG live. You guys are loved and appreciated, man. Groovy, man. But... Diversify. What would they say on uh, us? Diversify your your portfolio. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, seriously though. I mean, I feel that because I mean, and like I said, I don't, I don't want to go on a rant with this. This is more so just you know an observation that I made, and I guess how 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 it affected me. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Because like I said, I always want to try to find ways to be inspired when I go into these spaces and I'm, I'm looking at different artists and seeing what they do. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of inspiration in there, but I'm saying for the most part, it's typical. I can I can be just sitting down and being like, you know what? Okay, I already know where this is headed. I think we touched on that earlier. I know where this is headed. Let me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I guess it is what it is. The next person go up. I'm like, oh, okay, true. I feel you. I got you. I got you. But I mean, it, it doesn't negate their experience. It doesn't mean that what they went through wasn't real. I'm not saying that at all. It doesn't mean that the poem isn't good. And say it's good. I'm just saying like I haven't been moved by a lot of poetry, besides, um, you know, certain ones from the artists that. I know, you know, come through, you know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, it's a challenge for us then. Challenge for us because I'm sure we're not the only ones who may feel um, unmoved by a lot of different things. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm sure it's more that feel like that. So, what can we do as artists to make sure that we are continuously um, making sure that things are being addressed in different light and different manner? That is able to move the people, like you know how how we address in our work to where people can actually feel what we saying, like goes back to being heard and understood, like how we formatting these words, how we formatting these messages to where it can impact and reach the smallest child to the oldest adult, most mature mind, like your impact, like J Cole was talking about, your impact is very yeah. important, man. Um, one thing about Ye, getting back to Kanye, Ye's impact. Is is phenomenal. Like you know, it's Kanye West so is an icon, right. man. Yeah, he's an icon. So what 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 what, what the good brother Van was saying on TMZ, he was Van like, man, Lathan. he was like, you know, you got this, you got this impact. Your voice is so big, you can't just be saying stuff like that without giving the proper context, without you know giving it the right, you know, definition. We're trying to say, right? I mean, and then to to Kanye's defense, like. He's not gonna say 
the right things in the right context. Clearly, you know, he's not, he's human. Mm -hmm. We're all human, but mm -hmm. that goes full circle with having the right people around you mm -hmm. to be able, because having the right people around you helps you tailor yourself, mm -hmm. helps you fine tune your character, you know, how you, your outlook on life, because it gives you the different perspectives because these, these people know you and, they, and mm -hmm. you know them. So you're, you're going to want to have those different perspectives, even if they're not in the same room. Yeah. Because you know that, like, okay, if if Jay was here and he was faced with this same situation, you would ask yourself, how would he do that? How would Randy do that? How would, how would uh, Dion, somebody, like, that's close to it, that's in, in my circle, just be uh -huh. like, hey. Because... Just the standard gets higher and higher when you are around like-minded people who have goals, who have ambitions, right. who, who are able to articulate a lot of things. Right. Sometimes even better than you, and, right. and you better than them. Exactly. But for I, I respect what Van said, and it needed to be said in the way that it was said too, because mm -hmm. it was one of those like we got to get in the habit of checking each other, mm -hmm. especially as black men. I think that's so important because even if I don't know you that well, but you know what I'm saying, if if we respect each other to have a dialogue where we can kind of encourage each other mm -hmm. or, you know, more so check each other, mm -hmm. it's so needed, man. It's so needed. So he, in my opinion, checked Kanye. Mm -hmm. And Kanye looked like he was checked and he went over to, you know, they consoled each other and they had the sidebar. I think it cut out at that point when he... When he uh, walked over to Van, yeah, yeah, and it was just like, wow, you do have his voice, but he's also human. But he also needs the people around him who understand that his voice carries a lot of strength and a lot of character and a lot of inspiration. Or it can be detrimental to the wrong person because they look at Kanye West as an icon, right? So they're gonna mimic what he does and how he thinks and they're going to protect the things that he says because that's their fans mm -hmm. you know they're fans of Kanye's but if you're a true fan then you, you know you kind of gotta watch your artist I like how Kanye was like he wasn't too big to apologize like at this point Kanye West is one of the biggest artists in, the world. in music you know what I'm saying like, period like one the biggest musical geniuses in, in music period and he wasn't he wasn't too big to to apologize and, and people say it's a politically stunt it's a marketing scheme man listen man you got somebody who's openly saying like I'm, I'm sorry man give me a hug I, I'm, I'm sorry I hurt you like that that's real because people can say something and be like well that's my opinion I don't care mm -hmm. I said it you know what, what, what you want to do I can I can't have my own like but the brother was humble enough to be like you know what I'm sorry I hurt you man and you can say it's fake you can say, say it's phony but I think the message in that is uh is is powerful, man. So even as artists, man, we got these we got these voices. As poets, we you know we have things that we can we um we we can say. Yeah, I think we can talk about and discuss. But say for instance, you say something that may offend someone. Are you gonna be humble enough to apologize for that? Or are you gonna say, well, that's my art and that's just what it is? I think that you gotta, for the sake of the art for the sake of your following, you have to ha carry that, that level of humility. And I think also context is important too. Because there can be somebody who just got hurt just because they, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason. But it, it can also be genuine, genuine pain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when the authenticity part can come into the uh, picture. You see you got some do's and don'ts, man. What's, what's going on with that? Do's and don'ts, man. Do's and don'ts of poetry. No matter if you're starting out or you're, you're seasoned, huh. do's and don'ts. One do is be yourself. Okay. Carry your own persona, your own energy. Be yourself. Be uniquely you. The don't part of that is do not try to take what you hear from other people and mimic it to the point that it's just extremely identical, meaning that you just basically swagger jacked or you copy the yeah. whole thing. Because that's not appreciating the art. Mm -hmm. Another do is to do your research. If you have a topic, if you want to write about something, 
like it, it's good to have that emotion base mm-hmm. and just let your pen just flow but it's also good to have almost like a lesson plan with mm-hmm. it like scale like have a, have your skeleton how do i want this poem to start what's the what's the meat of this poem what's what's the ending going to look like really do your research and learning how to structure your poetry because you want i I feel as though every poet wants to paint a picture. Right. Every poet. They want you to take that journey with them through these words and just escape reality and focus on this. And if like if you are having trouble painting that picture for your audience, mm-hmm. you have to go back to the drawing board and just start from scratch. What am I saying? What do I want to say? Right, right. Definitely. You know, what are the what are the words that I'm using right now? Like how how are they really bringing this what I'm saying to life? Cause that that gives you like that good energy when you yeah, see yeah. people like and they're captivated by what you're saying and that they don't necessarily agree with it, but they get what you're saying. That yeah. goes back to being understood. Right. Every I think every poet would want to be understood. Like if you don't want to be understood, it's it's kind of like you're just rambling. You're, you're in the wrong game. Rant. And what's a do or a don't for you when it comes to poetry? Um, a do or don't, man. So a don't is don't worry about the response. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Don't worry about the response. Don't don't put a lot of emphasis on, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I want people to go crazy after this poem. Man, listen, man, just, just do. Just do your job. Your job is to deliver a message. And if people get the message right now, perfect. If they don't get it, like for example, if 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 I if I if I go with one of the newest pieces I wrote and did it at Pure Lounge and nobody clapped, is that gonna is that gonna hurt me? Am I gonna be like, oh man, I, I didn't do good because nobody clapped? You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So I think don't get caught up in the um, response of the audience. That's good. But do deliver your message. Please deliver your message and and finish your poem. Don't cut it short because you feel as though that it's not getting the feedback that you wanted to. If anything, use that as fuel to strengthen your pen. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's okay if people don't get it. It every crowd is different. Mm-hmm. So just because they at this venue they didn't quite get what you were saying, but at another venue they might go crazy. Yeah. What's what's uh, what's one last don't doing don't you got? One last do or don't I have would be to always, always be learned of what you all like. Kind of grade yourself. Okay. You know how we how we do ours. Mm-hmm. Like on the way back home, we say, okay, well, if we had to give it a letter grade, or how we feel about you know the energy of that poem. Right. And we're completely honest with each other. I feel like, okay, we need to articulate this part more. Mm. We need to slow down, mm. you know, really be your own pupil, so to speak. Learn from your growth, learn from what you just did. And it's yeah. very important to to do that, you know, and then don't rush. Right. Do not rush your art, don't rush your poem. Just because, like, okay, you, one one thing is, like, all right, I get some people read off their phone. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Sometimes it's a pet peeve because, you, you know what I'm saying, you just reading mm-hmm. and there's no feeling. But the other, like, the other flip side to that is, goes back to preparation. But you flying through your poem just so you can get every word out takes the whole groove away from yeah. you from that piece yeah because you could have said something that touched somebody that needed to hear that I think poetry spaces are equivalent to sanctuaries people go to these venues because they need an escape from what they're going through and they need to you know have some type of therapeutic atmosphere that says this is a safe place for you to just kind of kick back and enjoy these words and apply what you're hearing to something that you may be going through yourself. Yeah. I think um, one last do and don't, man, do would be have fun and also treat your art like it's gold. Um, the mm-hmm. don't would be don't put yourself 
higher than the art because at the end of the day, even if people do stand on your shoulders when you are gone, yeah. poetry is going to keep going when you leave. So, you know, do your best to leave your impact, but don't make it seem like you are that, you know, trying to say. Um, we got into a lot of dope content today, I think, a lot, like, like a pretty good conversation. Yeah, uh, man. I think there was a lot going on. Uh, Kanye. Definitely. Prayers to Kanye. <laughs> like, all, in all seriousness, because the internet is undefeated. And his, you know, slavery by choice thing, they took that and ran with it. But, and I think I was, I can't remember who I was talking to, but people are like, what do y'all say, joning? Like, mm-hmm. People are joining and joking on Kanye so much, like, okay, like you don't appreciate his music, like mm-hmm. you weren't a fan. Like what if and it can get a serious it's like what if he decided to take his own life because mm-hmm. nobody understands him. He's getting picked on. Mentally, I'm concerned. I'm I'm concerned about his mental health. How's his spirit? Who's checking on him? Who's his mentors? Mm-hmm. And Charlemagne asked the question, like, you're the go to guy for a lot of people. Who do you go to? Like who do you go to? Yeah. And he did he answer it like, Oh, I, I have he's I I go to people. Mm-hmm. People are my therapy. Mm. That's not necessarily healthy, brother. You need some go-tos that's going to, you know, like a big brother, a mentor. Yeah. That's going to say, hey, man, sit down. Let's talk about this. Right. And then him losing his mom, you know, and that being his world, I think that's where the evolution started okay. for him. Okay. You know, and that's a tough thing because who do you go to when the one that you go to is no longer here? That's real. You know? I think, um, I think, uh, experience, the experience we go through, right? The experience mm-hmm. we go through, for example, okay. Kanye and his mom and everything like that. Experience is just fuel for his art, like you were saying earlier. Um, as poets, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what we go through, we definitely write about that more than anything. Like, I can write about my experience and put it in flipping in so many ways. It's just because I, I'm, I'm the authority on that experience because I know I went through that. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, as, you know, as, as far as Jay's concerned, man, I, you know, definitely, you know, wishing the best, man. I definitely want, you know, wish to hope that somebody is there to communicate with him and, and get some things across to him, man. Um, as artists, make sure that you have that because, like, again, like, a good friend in this thing, man, it's kind of like being fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. The, the brothers you form, the, the bonds you form in the fraternity are lifelong. Yes, sir. So the bond that you form in this art form of poetry is lifelong. You know what I'm trying to say? Because you guys are actually going and doing the going to shows together, and you seeing people the same people at, at shows. You're like, man, we both in the grind. Then one person get on. At the end of the day, you could say, you know, I'm, I'm able to reach back and put my man's on who I saw was 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 going hard the same shows I was going on. Now we both there. Right. We both doing these showcases. We both pushing the culture forward. And I think it's a good thing, man. So I know Ye is also always going to be a innovator. Um, like I said, sometimes we question his methods, we question what he's saying, uh, but in the day, man, I think uh, we can. We can. Hey, I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel that, but I think, I think, I think overall, we we, sh- we should definitely pay attention to what's not being said as far as like his behavior, what's not being said, and you know, you know, apply that, apply that to like just checking out, check, checking your brother. You were saying check your brother, man. Check your brother. Make, make sure he's good. Nah, check your sister. Make sure she's good. It's a brother that I follow. I think I. I told you about him, uh, Mr. Jason something. He has like a, a dojo almost for young black men, and uh, Mr. Jason Wilson. If somebody knows this brother out in Detroit, he's very motivational to me. And he posted something. I think he was speaking. And he said something along the lines of like, "Men, black men, black boys have a different way of crying. It's not." the typical way of crying when they lash out and they're you know ready to fight because mm-hmm. you you bumped into them that's them crying when they are you know when they catch an attitude as a as a child because they don't understand something that's them crying mm-hmm. you know as a grown man when you're sitting in an interview and you're trying to keep your composure because you don't know really what to say or how it's going to be you know taken because people take your your words out of context Mm -hmm. so your facial expressions and you trying to really think of what to say next is you crying right so and we we have to have a safe haven 
where brothers can go, where they can just really express that. You know, it's not because you don't know the curriculum as a as a black kid. It's not because you know you're just because you're a thug or you don't have any any or anything that says, "Oh, I'm sensitive." Because mm-hmm. we're brothers, is just you know we don't, we don't cry. We don't show emotion like right. that. You know, we're gonna be good. That's not healthy, because mentally, that's exhausting. And what are we teaching? You know, the people that's that's coming after us, like, oh, oh, men don't cry. No, nah, we need to cry. You know, exhale, breathe, express yourselves. Healthy, in a way that's like con- that that is contributing to your growth. I know it was a poor last night, and um, I think we close on this one. Yeah. Poor last night, she uh, did a uh, poem entitled "Open Mic Therapy." I believe that's the title of it. Yeah. And just talking about every time she went on to the open mic, it was kind of like giving more confidence to express herself, more confidence to um, affirm who she was as a woman, and more confidence to just be a uh, just just stand firm in, in what she believed in. And I think again, like as as poets, man, these open mics, it's a lot of them, man. You you it's a lot of opportunity for us to express and to vent and 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 to be, be in an environment where. We say certain topics are used um, more than others. It's an opportunity for you to find individuals who may have experienced something similar. And I think in an open mic setting, after you do your thing, if, if somebody feels what you're saying, they don't come to you and be like, yo, I felt that. And that's affirming in and of itself as well. So I think, again, man, this has been a very detailed episode, man. A lot of things have been said, a lot of discussion. Yeah. Um, don't be scared to share. That's don't the main be scared thing. To share. Don't be scared to share, man. And if so. you're a poet, living this poet life, work your hardest to get your pen right. Keep your mind tight at all times. Creativity is everywhere around you, man. Gotta get out of breath. Yeah, man. It's Poet Life Podcast once again. Sir, May 7th. May 7th. Where y'all gonna be at? What y'all gonna be watching? Hopefully it's up. Right here with us. Yeah. Peace. Peace, man.